Well, welcome in to another episode of Small Town Faith Talks. We are joined by our very own Pete Arroyo here in the studio and uh, sitting down with Pete and having a great conversation tonight about his life and looking forward to it. So Pete, man, welcome in. Hey, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So first of all, let's uh, start off by just talking about your connection to North Zulch, uh, to the church, First Baptist North Zulch. How'd you get here? Like, are you from the area? What? How'd no, you get here? not really. Um, it's kind of a weird story. Um, my little brother married a local girl here, and uh, he used to tell me to come by. I lived in San Antonio at the time. Okay. He said, hey, you need to come by. It's awesome out here, this and that. You can drive your car over here, park your car at the store, leave the car running with the windows down, put a $100 bill on your dash, and it'll stay there all night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I took him up on that offer. Yeah? Yeah, really. I came over here for a two week visit. I put I did I did put my car up there at the Northwoods Grocery, rolled the windows down, put a hundred dollar bill on the dash, left it running with the keys in it, went inside, started drinking a soda. And somebody came in and were like, Hey, you own this, this such and such car. I said, Oh yeah, that's me. Expecting it to be gone. Like, hey, he yeah. just drove off. Uh, right. Uh she told me I left my lights on. <laughs> <laughs> so I called my wife Angie and I said, We're moving. <laughs> I found the place we yeah. need to be. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. So you're in San Antonio. Uh now you were not from Texas originally though. No. Um I was born in the South Bronx of New York and then I was raised in the south side of Chicago. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, I've heard I've heard some of the stories a little uh, bit about about Murder Cap. Yeah, about your life there and what things you've kind of experienced. Well, why don't you give us an idea? What did your life look like growing up and specifically even before you came to New Christ? Um, uh, I was the total opposite. Uh, I, when I was young, I, was, I went to Roman Catholic Church for a little while, and that didn't take very well. I didn't like it. But by the age of 11, I was already in gangs uh, running the streets, selling drugs. Mm. Um, I used to carry around 380 when I was 11. Um, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, uh, it's just how it was over there. I mean, that was just the way life was. It was it was the norm. I mean, you had to carry around a pistol because sewer rats were big like dogs. Oh. Mm. Like, it's not a joke. They were really big like dogs. They would take fingers off. And, uh, and then you had to worry about the other people. I mean... Um, there was a lot of deaths, um, a lot of just things that people see on TV that's actually true, and it's more horrific when you see it mm. up close and personal. That's about how I can put it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I can't sugarcoat it. I can't. I can't explain it away. There's sin in the world, and I was living in sin. Yeah. Mm. So you were. Um, talking about being 11 and getting caught up in, you know, gangs and all that stuff. But when did you actually, like, when did you come to know Christ? Like, how, when did your life begin to shift or change? I mean, how long were you in all that? To be truthful, um, I kind of knew about Christ from when I was in Catholic Church when mm -hmm. I was a kid. But um, going through my whole life, even though I, I dealt drugs and, and did things that I did, um, I was always on a knowledge quest because I'm, I'm a very person that loves 
to know knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. knowledge is power. Yeah. I, I, that's that's real. You know, people can say it's not, but it is. Right. Knowledge is power. So I I, just, I dabbled in. I mean, I studied different religions: Hinduism, Buddhism, Muslims, Satanism. I mean, I actually delved into it and talked to people and and kind of experienced some of it. And everything always left me empty. Mm. I knew everything was a lie. And once I found out, I could I could go through their doctrine, and I was seeing that the lies that were in it and how it was false. I lost interest because I knew that's not what I was searching for. Mm-hmm. And I knew Christ, but I didn't really know Christ. I knew about Christ. So, I mean, I read the Bible, but I couldn't understand it because I don't think I was ready to understand it. I mean, my eyes couldn't see what was in front of me. Even though I was looking at the words, I couldn't understand what they were trying to tell me. Mm. And I think that was more of my heart because I still wasn't ready to leave the life that mm. I was, I was right. leading, you know. You know, I said I wanted to leave it, but even when we moved from Chicago to San Antonio, instead of actually leaving the life that I thought I was going to leave and come down here and be a good person and change my life, I just brought those same bad habits with me mm-hmm. and influenced people down here mm-hmm. with them same stupid habits. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it took me a while to actually read it for him to like really grab me kind of in a way you know he had to slap me around a lot for me to actually see how much he loved me because i didn't to be honest my mom and dad loved me but i didn't really know what love was Mm. i mean i had girlfriends i ran around i had homies and i thought it was love but in my heart i knew it wasn't a real love you know i could just feel it just didn't it was just it felt superficial all the time yeah you know and I started reading it and just reading it and just reading it and reading it. And to be honest with you, it wasn't until maybe seven, eight years ago that I actually surrendered to Christ. Okay. Because that was another problem I had. I, I didn't like surrendering. Mm-hmm. I don't like giving up. Right. <laughs> giving up. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really hard headed and, 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 and stubborn like a mule. You know, if you tell me I can't, it's going to happen. <laughs> You know, if you tell me there's no way it can happen, I'm going to make sure it happens. Right. You know, because I think there's no such thing as the word impossible. Yeah. You know, everything is possible. You just have to figure out how to make it possible. Right. right? Yeah. So. Well, I remember you've talked about the bowing your knee, you know. Yes, I take. Yes, I do that a lot because God is God and I'm not God. And when I said I told him that I was going to submit to him. I meant what I said, mm-hmm. and when I submit, I will bow to him. I right. never put my knee for any other man, but for him I will. That's right. I will bow for him Yeah, because he gave me everything. No, and I think, man, that's a that's powerful. And I just love that uh, picture. You, you, you physically display that every Sunday at church. Yeah. When we pray, when we are in church and we're praying, I mean, you drop to a knee. You should, you should see it when a bunch of thugs like me do it. I've been to... Um, different functions and stuff where I see other thugs just like me go, they went through the same thing like me mm-hmm. and we're there and we're, and we're, we're, cause we're a passionate kind of people. I, yeah. mean, I don't know how to say when like most thugs, like we go all in. It's like, if, if we're going to be about Christ, we're about Christ. Right. You know what I mean? And we, we throw up gang signs representing Christ, <laughs> you know, we're yeah. real about it. Right. You know? Right. So, you know, you know, and uh, when, you know, people say a lot of different things, but like, 
the people I grew up with, bro, when they said they died for you, bro, they meant it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, it wasn't just a thing, bro. Like they meant they would stand in front of a gun and get shot. Yeah. And I've seen it happen. Yeah. I've lost a lot of friends like that. So when I see people like us with so much pride, the way we are brought up to be hard and to be prideful and to not, you know, not to break for anybody, to see them take a knee and submit to God, man, you can't see nothing more sweet mm. than that. It's beautiful, yeah. So good, yeah. It's you know, those the same guys that people lock their doors when they see walking down the street, and you see these same guys kneeling mm-hmm. and shedding tears to God. Yeah, talk about the power of like change. That we serve a God who can fully restore our lives, yes, whatever that looks like. And when He gets a hold of you, it and is. you surrender, you truly surrender. It's impossible not to walk your life in a different manner that you give him everything that you are. You know, I think so many times, even today, like just the cultural Christianity, it's like, well, I worship him on Sundays, but I live for me the rest of the week Mm. or, you know, and it's just, it's more about me than it is him. And you're talking about this whole idea of going all in and giving it all to him. There's no such thing as you. You don't exist. I don't exist without him. That's right. Yeah. I'm nothing. There's no, there is no you. There's just him. I mean, you don't have anything. It's like I was telling you earlier. When I finally came to Christ and I started reading the Bible, my whole outlook on life changed. I seen things differently. I mean, it really colors really did look brighter. Mm-hmm. My whole, my whole demeanor kind of changed. And then when I started looking back on my life. Because when I first came to Christ, I was a baby, you know, and I was looking at things and I was like, man, you're here with for me now. But when were you before, bro? Yeah. When I was going through all that stuff, man, mm. when I see my friends, you know, brains get blown out over me. When I seen that girl get raped and get shot. Yeah. You know, where were you then, bro? You know, that same old question everybody has. Well, if he's the guy, why is he letting bad things happen? Well, you know, what? he shaped me through all that. Yeah, that's right. You know, and and when I was getting Back over there, there's many times I should have been dead. Man, I've been hit by cars. I mean, literally ran hit by cars where I flew off the windshield. Mm-hmm. I've been stabbed. I've been shot, been shot at. I've been kicked out of a two-story window. I've been um, hit with bricks, bats, lead pipes. Um, just I've been set on fire with Molotov cocktails. I've, I've lived a lot of I'm things, dude, and I'm still alive, bro. Right. And through all that, i seen God touching me through all those things because I should have been dead. Mm-hmm. In physics or whatever science, if you wanted to give it to science, I should be dead if it was science. <laughs> but if, but since we're not science, it's God that tells me there's a God. That's right. That's right. He's got a different plan. Yes, right. Because I mean, he's the only one that can change physics. He can change the trajectory of a bullet. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's I'm living wild. proof. I mean, it's so wild. And that's the kind of the main question that so many people ask. Why do good things happen or why do bad things happen to good people mm-hmm. or why this or why that? And it's like, we're not God. There's no way we can ever describe why this happens or why that didn't happen or what it is. But when you start to have your eyes open to the understanding that there is somebody bigger than you, that God does exist and he is orchestrating things, whether or not you understand him. And he has a purpose for your life and a plan for your life. Man, what a beautiful thing. And when you start to step into that, like, so I just think about you, 
you walk through all these things, you know, these hardships, these trials, these struggles, the, the gang life, the whole thing. And then you meet God and you come to know God and you surrender and you bow that knee. And then all of a sudden, like you said, I mean, you even talked about this, the visual, like things got brighter. Things look different. All of a sudden now I'm starting to walk as a new man, a baby, yet a new man, you know, and, and talk about that journey. Like, what has that journey been like since you've truly surrendered and, and given them, given Christ your life? I mean, how has that impacted the way that you interact with other people now who maybe haven't come to Christ yet? Well, I'll let y'all know right now, it ain't no cakewalk. Mm. Coming to Christ has been the hardest thing that's ever I've ever done in my life. I mean, all the things I've been through, it has been nothing compared to the things that I've had to emotionally deal with coming to Christ. But you know what? It's been easier because he's been there with me. I don't know how to say it any different. It's just it is what it is. I mean... I used to make two grand a week easy. I sometimes I'd make five grand in a night. Now I'm always broke. <laughs> but you know what? I'm happy. That's right. And all that stuff I had, I was never happy. Yeah. There's many times I'd sit at home and put a gun inside my mouth and just want to blow my face off. Now I'm happy that I get up every morning and I breathe and I see the sunshine and I have kids and I have a wife. I never thought I'd have any of that. I mean, he gave me my rib, man. He mm. gave me my Eve. What else can I ask for? Mm. Mm. So good. I mean, you start thinking about all the things that God blesses us with it is, every man. day. We get, and I know this is me, and I think we'll do this all, but you get so caught up in what you don't have and the things that God hasn't blessed you with. Meanwhile, you're missing all the current blessings that are right around you. You know, all the things, man, God has provided, and I... God's given me this. God's given me that. And like I said, a family, a wife, children, I mean, a, a job, a, a way to make ends meet at times, even when it's hard and it's a struggle. But man, but God, none of this is possible without God. That's right. You know, one of the things that I wanted to touch on uh, specifically is you and I have had a conversation recently about the, uh, I don't know, the call or the desire that you have to meet people right where they are. Yes. Your life is so different than my life. Like, I haven't experienced hardly any of the things you have. Maybe. Or maybe but, you've experienced them in a different well, way. Well, in a different way, of course. But, I mean, you have you have gone through some of these hard, like, life-threatening moments. I mean, even what you're saying, I should be dead. Like, you know, and those type of things. But God was orchestrating that and had a plan for you and a moment for you. And now you can use those to relate to other people. True. And meet them in that same situation. I mean, so now you, you talk about people that are out in the world and you encounter through your job or just in life or through friendships or whatever who are far from God. But your thing is I got to meet them right where they are and let them know that the God I serve is real. And here's how I know he's real because look what he's done for me. Talk about that a little bit. Just your desire there. Well, do I look at it? Let me see if I can say this without sounding weird or something um if god met me where i was why can't i meet them yeah i can't judge you i don't know what you've been through i haven't walked a mile in your shoes so why should it be any different if he came and loved on me why can't i go love on you that's right i i, I don't care what you've done it doesn't matter to me 
because if he can save me, he can save you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go where you are because that's what Jesus did. He didn't sit in a synagogue waiting for people to come to him, mm-hmm. did he? No, he went out. He fed, he fed people. He was out there with, with, with the crazy people, the thugs. Even when they were talking, the people that were supposed to be representing them, like the Pharisees and all that, who were supposed to be his people, his homies, they were talking about him all the time. If he could do that, why can't I? If I want to be like him. Man, I heard something a long time ago that's always stuck with me. Man, I want to be so much like God, I want to be accused of plagiarism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's good. I want to be him. I'm not like literally him. But I don't want to live. I want to do what he asked me to call to do. Yeah. And I do have a problem with that. I, I've, run, I'm, I've never been afraid of anything in my life. But sometimes I get really afraid for what he has called me to do. Because it, it scares me. Because I'm afraid that I'm going to mess it up. Mm. And I know I mess up because I don't have that confidence I have in me as he has in me. Mm-hmm. So... It it, 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 it it restricts me a lot from doing what he's called me to do because he's given me many opportunities to do things and I've ran away from him. And one of these days, he's going to kick me so hard, my teeth going to fall out. And I'm going to have <laughs> to do what he says. <laughs> but for right now, I'm, I'm still trying to come to grips with what he wants. But he's God. He's going to get it anyways. Yeah. So I don't know why I fight. But it is what it is. No, that, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Walter, maybe you can speak on that some, but the call that God places in the struggle there. In oh, the, yeah. Like, okay, Lord, and once again, it comes back to surrender. Well, I surrender to him, dude. I just scared that I'm I'm not going to be, see, I want to be, I just want to be a toenail, man. Like a little <laughs> fingernail in the body. I don't want to be a finger. I don't want to be a hand because I don't, I don't think I deserve anything like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be, I'm happy to be a toenail clipping, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, that makes me happy. That's So, you know, people told me a lot of different things and, and, and I don't know, man, I am who I am. I'm just going to keep rolling with who I'm supposed to be, you know, and he's going to take me where I'm supposed to go, you know, I, and I love everybody the same. I don't have any less love for anyone, you know, it's, and it's, it's not a joke. I mean, I, I feel for a lot of people. And a lot of times I keep my mouth shut because it's it's not my thing to say something. People hurt so much, man. And nobody, everybody talks about, but nobody does. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be known as a talker. I want to be known as a doer. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. I do stuff. I don't talk about it. I just do it. Whether you... I don't need your credit. I don't I don't care about what people talk. You know, I've never cared about what people think of me and I'm not gonna start now. You know, I'm gonna do what I know is right now. Yeah. I did I used to do other things. If if I was on the street grinding twenty four day, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, why can't I do that same for God, man? Mm-hmm. I was doing it for the other side. Mm-hmm. So why can't I do it now for him? The one who actually gave his life for me, man. The one who 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 bled. And took my sins, bro. That's a lot of sin, bro. Hmm. Why can't I give him everything? He's given me everything. So I'm just going to do what I do. Well, I know talking about when God calls you to certain things and it's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm scared though. Like, because it is like, you don't want to let him down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you feel like maybe you're not, 
I don't have the I don't have the qualifications or I'm not ready for this. And it's I just picture it like uh, I don't know. Just go with me. I, I'm picturing like a, maybe a dad in a swimming pool and there's the child on the edge of the pool and dad's sitting there saying, just jump, jump to me, come to me. Like I'm, I'm telling you, jump into the water. I will catch you. I'm with mm. you. I'm here for you. But I'm scared. I'm afraid. I can't do it. Jump to me. Yeah. And it's like, if that child doesn't jump, what's going to happen? The dad's going to pick him up and bring him in the water. Yeah. Or you're going to jump and trust the loving arms of your father. And it, you, you might, you're going to splash and do this mm. and that. But God, he's going to catch you. He's going to be and be with, there for you. And I know me personally, even in a call in my life, there's been moments where I've been afraid and I've maybe turned around and, and gone the other way from God's calling only to realize there was a lot of regret there. Like, why didn't I jump in that moment when God told me to jump? Well, it's because I was afraid. But at the same time, as you jump, as you leave that ledge, there's no going back, but you know that God is going to catch you and he's going to be there with you. And so, uh, I don't know. I just think about that and what you're talking about. Like when you were talking about going hard for the other side. Well, I do go hard, but I go hard by I go hard in my own way. I don't do it in the traditional sense, bro. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I, I've tried to to like I I've, I've been told to go to seminary and stuff. I, I don't know if I'm be all that good, bro. But I've been that that's I've been pushed to that. I've been pushed so much toward that, and I just don't think that I would be. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm. Maybe I am, and maybe I, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm gonna keep kicking it, man. I I don't I don't need I don't need walls, bro. I don't need somebody telling me rules of how I'm going to talk to somebody and show them Christ, bro. I'm going to show Christ the way Christ showed me. Yeah. Yeah. So what it, what it says in that word, that's what I'm going to take with me. I don't need your this and that. I don't need you next to me telling me I can't say this or I can't tell them about that. I'm going to tell them the truth. And that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The truth. Cause that's what he free. told me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's only one truth. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's no, if, if it ain't the truth, then it's a lie. That's right. So what, what am I supposed to tell them? I'm not going to tell them a lie because I wasn't told a lie. Right. So I'm going to give them the truth because that's what helped me. That's just the way it is. I mean, that's kind of what scares me when I say when I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'm going to get restricted in, in being the man that I am. I, I want I want them to to see it. And, and I mean, I talk sometimes eloquent. I can if I want to, but I don't. I'm going to talk to people. In layman's terms, so they yeah. can understand exactly what I'm saying. I don't need a $50 word to get my point across. Right. I'm going to tell you what's real and let you pick at it. And if you think I'm lying, then you go in that Bible and you find it. Yeah. Show me. And if I am wrong, thank you for, for, for fixing me. Yeah. Because I can't fix it if I don't know it's broke. You know, just going back to that fear of failure when... when you know you're supposed to talk to people about Jesus, and I think you know, like like Matt was saying, you know, I, I didn't grow up around on the streets and stuff, so so that's not like something I, I don't really know, but I think that's something a lot of Christians can relate to is that fear of of either saying the wrong thing or even if you saying if you even if you're saying the right thing, the person that you're talking to just flat out rejects that, you know, but. All God is asking for is for us to step out and obey him, you know, and he'll Amen. take care of the rest, you know, like we're, we're to plant the seeds and, and he's going to harvest when it's the right time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of weird on that kind of thing. Cause 
I mean, you talk to people sometimes, and sometimes you just flat out come out with Jesus. Sometimes you don't. It's it's kind of a little, a little dance that you're doing with that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because some people they can take it straight. Some people they can't. You got to kind of finesse them. You got to twirl them a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like when you're talking to them, some some people, I'll be at homes. Like when I used to do spray foam, I loved that gig because I was always at different homes and talking to different people all the time. Yeah. And when you're talking to people, they'll open up for you because they just do it. Yeah. And and then you see what they're how they're feeling, the way they're acting, and then you you interject. You know, hey, uh, you know, man, I'm having so many problems getting this house built, man. Uh, really? Have you gone to God with it? Mm. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, well, man, bro, I mean, it's not just a house. Something else must be bothering you. Nah, man, I'm fine. Are you sure, bro? I said, you ain't got to tell me, bro. That's on you. That's between you. <laughs> yeah. I said, but I know somebody who's willing to listen. Mm-hmm. I said, if you don't want to talk to me, why don't you just go to God with it, man? I said, it, it, is it going to help? Maybe. Is it going to hurt? Probably not. I said, the only thing you're going to do is just talk a little bit. So why not just talk to him? So practical. I mean, we have those encounters every single day. Every day. And it's like, well, I don't share the gospel because I don't know what to say. Or I don't know. But I just did. It's like, exactly. You just, I just, I just opened the door life. for him. He's, yeah. Now he's going to be intrigued. He's like, well, dad, he just talked to me straight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let me check this out. Right. That's all that is. It wasn't like, here's the three happy hops to heaven. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it yeah. was like, no, man, you're, you're, you're okay. You, man, there's some, you can talk to God, you know? And that, I love that because that, once again, I just feel like that's a picture of Jesus. Jesus, I mean, he had the answers. He was like, he was, the, he was the true like theologian, right? But, yeah, but he could mess with that. He was, but, he was hard. But, yeah, but I mean, he went in and he just met people where they were and just interacted with them in life and and got in the mess with them and encountered whatever it is they were going with and then began to show them there's a different way, there's a different path, you know. Uh, once again, John four, the one at the well. He's like, you know, what are you doing here? She's like, I'm looking for this. He's like, I know what you've been looking for. You're thirsty, but she ain't looking for physical mm-hmm. thirst. You're you're searching for something to fill that. And he just had that conversation with her, right? And so, man, that's once again, you can go to seminary and you can learn and you can have the formal training and all this, that, and the other. But how much more practical is it as you're in the house spraying spray foam for you to encounter somebody and just say, Let me just tell you about what I know. That's My it. God. And what he did for me and how he can do this for you. And it's not about the formal side of all time. It's just, man, are we willing to open up in conversation? Which I think is where we have to start so many times with the gospel. As we're at Walmart and that you know, lady checking you out. I mean, you got all the self-checks now. But you go to the register just to talk to somebody. And that person is struggling with their cash register. We are just so quick to just say, get me checked out and let me go. But mm. if we ever just stop and say, how you doing? Are you okay? Your day going all right? You know, and then there's a moment, there's a window. We just, there's a, there, those opportunities are constantly around us. I think so many times we rush past them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus would never in a hurry. Even when he was on mission going to do something else and he got interrupted, he stopped. And every interruption was a divine interruption. Who touched me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean they're too touchy? Man, you're in a crowd. Well, yeah, but somebody touched me, you know? So. He knew it. 
And he wasn't asking that question like he didn't really know. Right. <laughs> it was more for her. It, it was. It was for that moment and that encounter with that woman. And so, man, this is this is. I just. I feel like your story is is uh is very intriguing to me because once again it's different than mine. But that but in in certain ways, you know, but God works all things together for the good of those who love Him and are exactly. called according to His purpose. Exactly. And no matter what it is, and so even in what we'll call different struggles that we have, God shows up and he, he meets us where we are. That's a, that's a big, really a, a big culture value. Just as I've been praying through this for our church, what this looks like, you know, I mean, right here in North Zolch, and we got people all around us who need to meet and encounter a real loving God. He's there. Who doesn't want them to fix everything up and have all the answers and have this pretty shiny life, but he wants them to know number one, that he loves them and he cares for them and he can handle whatever they're in. And I think as the church, as first Baptist North Zolch, like we have this opportunity to be a church of welcome. I have a culture of welcome where you are welcome to come here. You're welcome to be here. And when you show up, we want to meet you with the love of God right where you are. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's and what that's what Jesus did. That's it, you know. I mean, Jesus had the power, bro. Come on, man. He was the word in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then everything was created through him and by him. You think he couldn't do what he wanted to do? Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, Crazy. bro. He could have brought everybody to the to the hill if he wanted to. Made yeah. them sit down. Yeah. But he didn't. Right. He went to them. Yeah. And he said, I want you to if, want this, too. If we're supposed to be Christians... And we're modeling ourselves after him, then we should be doing what he did. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be about this and that or or it just should be about his word. It's hard to tell people in a religious sense because I don't I don't believe in religion. I believe in the truth and the word is the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, religion I think is a label that people put on us when they wanna make their own denominations and twist God's word for their own gain yeah honestly if if you're really about god then you're about his word Mm -hmm. and his word is the truth it shouldn't change it shouldn't be used in different ways because i mean i'll be honest with you you ain't got to worry about me you got to worry about god Mm -hmm. i mean and he created everything bro so i'm not trying to make that man mad (laughs) right you know right and we walk how we walk. Everybody stumbles. Man, I have good days. I have bad days. It is what it is. But I'm not going to cease walking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going, crawling, rolling, sliding, <laughs> whatever I need to do to keep moving forward. Sometimes I might fall backwards. You know what I mean? But I'm going to get up and keep going forward. That's just the walk. I mean, that's why I get that thing about the refining silver and stuff so good because he's refining you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and I see that in my life, how he refines me in so many ways. And I keep getting better and I keep becoming more of a better person. And, and, I, and I experience more love and I, and I experience more of his word and understand it. And I can apply it because I can't apply it if I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So the more I, I learn and the more 
I get what he's trying to tell me, the message, I can apply it to my life that will change my life and the lives around me. Because life is a ripple effect, bro. I mean, there's a lot of people who use it for different things, but it's, it's, it's really true. Things that you do affect people around you. And I, I noticed that when I was growing up in the bad thing. A lot of people I influenced, I didn't, I didn't say it, tell them to do this or to do bad, but they seen me doing bad mm -hmm. and wanted to do like me. Yeah. So even indirectly or directly, I made those people stumble. Now, their blood is on my hands. All those people that I, I, I messed up, their lives are now, when I go before God, I have to show him that I messed all these people up. Mm -hmm. I know what I did, mm -hmm. and I'm going to have to live with those consequences. That's just how it is. Well, I just can't help but to think, you know, what it says in Romans, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. No you know, matter what. I, I hope that's, you know, I believe it to be true, but I don't know. To be truthfully, I don't know. I'm not there, but my hope's in Christ. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, because in and of ourselves, I mean, we all deserve hell, mm -hmm. which is the whole beauty of the gospel. Like, if it's left to me and my actions, I don't deserve God. I don't deserve that relationship. But because he stepped in while I was still a sinner, went to the cross, offered me this reconciliation. I can put my faith and trust in him and I can choose to follow him and I can surrender. And when I surrender, I'm his, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it doesn't make sense in our finite minds right. about how all of a sudden that's it. All the, all the past is gone. But as it says in second Corinthians, but I'm made new, mm -hmm. I'm new in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. And once again, in my mind, that's hard to grasp right. because Lord, you, you know, the rap sheet here, right? <laughs> but he's like, yeah, but I went to the cross for it, you know? And so it just, I don't know. It's one of those things where at the end of the day, he is the divine judge, he is. but according to his word in Christ, there's no condemnation for those who love God, you know? And so who've given their lives for him or who have, who have surrendered their lives to him. And so that's where we look at us, where we place our hope. And that's where we have to anchor that at the end of the day, you know, but and I think that is the hope of the gospel. The beauty of the gospel is, man, I know a guy who can take everything you ever did and wash it away, forgive. It doesn't mean that's not still there. Like you didn't oh, you can remember that it. or experience that or have yeah. those moments. But there's sometimes those consequences. I mean, those consequences follow you based on certain things. But I'm new in Christ and that's what I'm going to go on. So that's the encouragement. Yeah, it is. If you're out there and you're listening and you're struggling, man, you just keep. You just keep trusting in him. Keep following him. That's what you got to do. Man. He makes you new every day. Renews those mercies every day. Every day. I'm living testimony every day. And if you don't believe in miracles, they're out there. You're just not seeing them. That's right. I'm a living miracle. Mm -hmm. mm. My family's a living miracle. He's the one. He's the truth, the light. Just put your hand out. He'll hold it. Well, um, I was thinking you know, between... New York, Chicago, San Antonio, North Zulch. Where have you had the best slice of pizza? Uh, to, uh, to be honest with you, bro, I'm partial to Chicago pizza, man. Deep yeah. dish. I mean, I like I like regular pizza. I like a lot of dishes, bro. It just depends on the cook. Oh yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> I, I've gotten bad deep dish pizza. And right. I've, 
eating hot dogs that's been called Chicago dogs, and they're not Chicago dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a good Chicago dog in a while. <laughs> but, I mean, it just depends on the cook. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, on that note, bro, it's something popped in my head that when you think about it, God's like this supreme chef, bro. Mm. With all these ingredients he's made out there. And, and and he's putting us all together and he's and he's mixing things up. And at the end he's gonna have this beautiful dish. And his son there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty mm-hmm. wild. It just popped in my head. I'm <laughs> gonna be in, invited to the. We're gonna be wired to that last to the yeah. feast, bro. That's right, Great feast, man. And, and bro, he's 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 chopping and mm-hmm. sautéing everything right as we speak. Yeah, is that the Iron Chef? Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just killing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, I always enjoy just sitting down and having conversations with folks, and especially. Uh, just getting to hear different parts of your story and, and hear even how that intersects with your life now and you know every single day just as you continue to follow him and trust him and and uh the bumps and bruises along the way and this you know stumbles and, and all that but man we keep going with that forward motion it's good so pete man thanks for sitting down with us tonight yes. and just having thanks a conversation having and sharing some of your story with us and uh, it's been a ton of fun so walter you want to give some closing thoughts here thank you yes and we thank you for listening uh, to this awesome conversation if you want to point some friends our way to hear this in future episodes there's a few ways you can get to us uh, apple podcast search for small town faith talks there uh, you can go to our website fbcnz.org and we also uh, put it on our facebook page as well so uh, once again, we thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. And if you're in the area looking for a church, we've got a cultural uh, welcome. We want to welcome you in. You got to come in, dog. I'm telling you, it's real. You got to come. Uh, be with us next Sunday as we meet at 11 each week. So y'all take care. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.